All right, this is the Twins Insider Podcast. I am Michael Rand. Lavelle E. Neal III joins me from Florida, where it's been a pretty quiet weekend, uh, right? <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, for you, maybe, sitting up there None. watching golf while there's a snowstorm falling. <laughs> it was was not quiet down here. Walk uh, me, I, yeah. Walk me through the uh, the craziness of the uh, the the trade, not trade, trade, not trade, and now here we are. Yeah, this goes back to like Tuesday, Wednesday when uh, word first leaked about uh, the steel being going down. Right when I'm in final preparations of trying to uh, uh, get my house settled, my affairs settled before I go to spring training. So. Uh, I, I like hit the ground on Thursday, wondering you know what was the latest going on in this deal. And Friday, I was able to kind of get some traction on some things. Meanwhile, uh, you know, the Twins thought they had a deal. They thought they had a, a role in this three-way deal between the Red Sox and, and Dodgers, in which they send Brad Stargatorall to the Red Sox and they get uh, Kenta Maeda from uh, from the Dodgers. And you know, the Twins never announced deals until medicals have been appro- right. uh, inspected and approved um but this wasn't done in there and someone leaked a story and right when they were still looking at medicals and i <laughs> warned on twitter that there's many medicals that have to be looked at on this one yeah and i was thinking i was thinking it more in terms of the combination of gratteron and david price you know because price sure. has had some issues the last couple of right. years but as it ended up the, the red sox started balking at gratteron's medicals because it suggests that he may be able to throw 60 innings in a season, but maybe throwing 160 innings a year may not be good for how his uh, arm is put together. So uh, the Red Sox thought they were getting a starter, and for some reason they were absolutely appalled, even though that Gratterall is counseling in to be a reliever this year for the Twins. They were appalled that uh, Gratterall would not project as a starter. So that all of a sudden they wanted more added to the deal. And so that slowed down everything. And while while – while we waited for some sort of resolution on this, the Twins and Red Sox are are, are chatting about this deal. The Red yeah. Sox want a top ten prospect. Yeah, the Twins are like we are not adding a top ten prospect. No. Brothers are Gratterall. Meanwhile, the Dodgers are sitting and spinning, waiting for this to get, aspect to get uh, figured out. Um, the Dodgers had a side deal with the Angels for Jock Peterson that it was on hold because the the Twins and the Red Sox were were bickering over uh, the Gratterall aspect of the deal. Yeah. yeah, Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, was livid. <laughs> and then finally, you know, uh, over the weekend, Tony Clark is like, you know, enough is enough here. Hey, fellas, get it done. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, um, I talked to someone. I know someone, there's someone with the Twins. I can't say his name, but he's familiar with a lot of people uh, who were part of this trade. And uh, that person was worried the most about Gratterall because he's sure. 21. He's never been through something like this. And he was wondering how he was, it was, how he was handling it. He says he's... He was trying to be professional, but you could tell he, he knew. He, you could tell that there was something on his mind, you know. Um, meanwhile, Gratterall comes to the ballpark on Saturday, much to my surprise, and falls yeah. in the bullpen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, is this a signal that the deal's definitely off, or Gratterall's just going to uh, decide that he's just going to go business and us- as usual until he doesn't have to anymore? You know, um, I thought it was impressive because I think I would have laid low right until I knew for sure. If I was going to be a twin or a Red Sox or a Dodger, you know. So anyway, Saturday night comes, and Twins yeah. people are telling me we want a resolution tonight. Yeah. So um, they offered the Red Sox a player not in their top ten, but in their top twenty. Okay. And uh, that went in from late. It went this late Saturday night, Sunday morning, and so I woke up Sunday thinking, okay, 
the first thing I heard was, it looks like there's going to be a deal. So I thought, okay, the Red Sox accepted the Twins' terms. Uh-huh. No, no, the Twins <laughs> had, had, had finally pulled away from the Red Sox and, and decided to engage the, the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers are like, hey, if the Red Sox don't want Gratterall, we may be interested. Okay. So uh, they were able to work out a deal with uh, with uh, the, the Dodgers for Gratterall, which I think is a rather interesting deal because it includes Luke Rayleigh, who the Twins acquired from the Dodgers in a Brian Dozier tr- trade. Yep. And it also includes uh, their their uh, their their 67th overall pick, which is the competitive balance pick yep. uh, in the B, B round of, of the draft. So um, the Twins forfeited a pick and sent, them, sent back Luke Rayleigh to get Gratterall, I'm sorry, to get Maeda, $10 million in cash. Right. And uh, another minor leaguer that we're still waiting to hear, learn the identity of. Yeah. Um, word last night was that the Dodgers were having trouble contacting the guy to tell him that he was traded. Oh, okay. So that, that's, that's why <laughs> uh, this thing got held up. Oh, my God. Uh, into the day. So uh, uh, maybe but as we're talking here, the kid's being informed that he's now with the Twins. So we'll see. So uh, interesting deal. Yeah. That was Interesting that the Twins received ten million in cash. Yeah, uh, but uh, the way it's going, if Meta has a good year, he's probably going to earn anywhere from eight to ten million in incentives. Yeah, pay that down. Sure, because uh, they have incentive contracts already in place with Josh Donaldson and um, and Rich Hill that they sure. that they're kind of uh, right. eyeing as well. Uh, but the, he's not an ace guy. You know, no. he's not on the he's not on the Zach Wheeler level, but he does lengthen. Uh, a rotation from the middle back, and he can slide in perfectly behind Barrios and Odorizzi uh, in the Twins' rotation. And they they, they think Maid is going to be pretty good in the American League because he he has a really good um, uh, breaking ball, right? No, is it yeah, changeup well, or breaking? He's got a slider and a changeup. The changeup breaks down sharply, almost like a split finger pitch. Oh, okay. And that has elicited a lot of swings and misses over yeah. the years. He's so, a, I mean, he's not like a – he strikes out his fair share. He strikes out between like 9 and 10 per 9 innings, right? Yeah, his strikeout rate per 9 innings is 9.9, which isn't, isn't shabby. So uh, may, this may be the one nationally pitcher the Twins bring over, you know, because you know, their history, Mike Pelfrey and, right. and Kevin Correa and Ricky Nolasco and others have not worked out. Yeah, not so this, good. This may be the guy who can come over and actually transition well. So um, I actually got interviewed by Japanese media last night. When I say uh-huh. last night, I'm talking at 1230 a.m. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I find out that Maida is a is a big golfer. So I think right. he'll probably he'll adapt to Minnesota fairly well. Because sure. I think I think Minnesota is in a top five per capita in golf, in golf yeah. courses per capita. He can, or like he, can that. Go with, he can go with Donaldson. Donaldson's a huge golfer, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, – if he's worried about uh, you know adjusting to life in Minnesota, I think he just head to the golf course and he'll be okay. So, um, okay. Uh, other than that, I don't know too much. I, don't, I have to, I haven't checked to see if he's pitched in Target Field. I don't think he has. Probably not. Dodgers uh, don't come here very much, so we no, can check I on think that. He came but... once in the last five six years. And I don't right. know if Mado's around then. So, um, there is one interesting thing in this con- contract I looked up. Um, the contract says he's supposed to wear number eighteen. Now I'm curious to see if. If that amount transfers, if he's traded, 
hmm. or not because Mitch Garver wears 18. Oh. So uh, I want to see how this works out because I don't think Mitch is going to give up the, no. the, the number without a, without a check. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right. So uh, this could be a, a kind of a fun sidebar to watch develop with the with Mayhada. But uh, yeah, the Twins have their uh, second Japanese uh, second player from the Japanese leagues ever and uh, their first pitcher. We still got uh, what Donaldson still maybe wants Rosario's number two, right? So we got to. I don't think that's going to happen. Rosario's got he's got like sentimental slash family reasons okay. for wearing number twenty. Okay. And I don't think uh, even uh, Josh Donaldson, who's in position to write him a, a very handsome mm-hmm. uh, check uh, for for that jersey, I don't think Josh is going to be able to break through that. But we'll see. Crazier things have happened, and maybe Rosario says, "I'll tell you what." Uh, Give me this much and announce that you're donating to my charity or something. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But apparently, Eddie likes twenty, and he's got he's got sentimental reasons for it. And you know, sometimes money doesn't buy everything, man. So right. uh, maybe right. I don't know if he wants a Rolex or a Maybach or what. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right now, he's going to stick with twenty. But it's funny. It's 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 weird because the Twins are particip- participating in baseball commerce like never before. Yeah. And so now we're getting players in the fold like Donaldson and Maeda to even have conversations about jersey numbers right. being exchanged, you know? So right. it's just stuff we're not we're not used to Uncharted with this territory. organization. We're not used to them uh, forfeiting draft picks. They no. gladly forfeited a third-round pick for Donaldson, and now they traded a competitive uh, round, uh, a competitive balance pick yep. uh, for Maeda. That's unlike Twins, Twins organizations sure. in the past. So. Uh, it's it's definitely a new age uh, with this group. Like Tim Brewster said, if you want to get some, you better bring some. Oh boy, you had to bring up Brewster. Uh, uh, so okay, so <laughs> I got. It's also the guys are chilly hot. Are yeah, it's like, you like you're chilly hot. Uh, you like your pitch. Twins hungry or the uh, Twins starving? <laughs> <laughs> starving for a postseason victory, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, they probably are. So, okay, so here's here's the thing that I think a lot of fans were that that uh, even when, when this came out initially, like you know. Gratterall has become this object of affection. This guy that throws 100 miles an hour. Those don't come around here very often. He, you know, when healthy, if everything was perfect, could project, you know, maybe um, as, you know, as a, a frontline starter, you know, again, the medicals. Why Why were the Twins so willing to part with him? Was it the 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 question about his long-term durability? Was it the you know the the question about how he projects what what do you think what do you think made him so available uh, even in a second go around now with with the Dodgers? Well, I I, here, I, I have I have multiple answers to that one I think they liked Gratterall and thought he could be an asset in the bullpen, but I, I'm guessing that there's Malka history and you know Ken uh, I'm sorry um, the pitcher coach came out and said last week that. Um, that you know, he described his uh, del- delivery as violent, yeah. and usually the violent delivery guys, you know, break down multiple times. Sure. You know, uh, Joe Zamaya was one of the more violent deliveries ever in baseball, and he broke down like three or four times. The last sure. time in Twin Spring Training, and called it quits right, <laughs> right then and there. Right. You know, so um, you know, so Wes Johnson, you know, kind of indicated what the Twins were thinking there. Um, two, I think they know they had to give up some someone decent to get someone decent, and. Uh, since Gratterall doesn't project in their minds as a starter that they were eliminating what they can get uh, in return for him. Uh, Maeda fits for multiple reasons. <coughs> One, 
Um, he's still in a contract for another three or four years. Yeah, four years, which, including this which, one, which, which is unbelievable. And, yeah, at a base at a base at three million. Yeah, uh, and if you include the fact he's on the opening day rosters, three one two five, right there, right. And there, and then all the escalators go into play. Right. So he's under control for several more years. Yeah. Um, they think he's got good stuff. Um, Dan Levine has you know, knows how. You know, cult, from a culture standpoint, he knows how to help a pitcher adapt to a club because he had you Darvish sure. in Texas. So I, I think it was just a, a lot of fits that uh, that encouraged the Twins to make the deal here. I, I don't know if they were hell bent on getting rid of Gratterall, but if you have a trade chip to to deal for a guy who I think it's safe to say is an established mid rotation starter, uh-huh. I think so. You know, who who do you, who do you who who else on the Twins do you give up? Yeah, especially at that especially up. at that price point, a guy who's under contract for four more years at such a a reasonable rate, even if he hits incentives, he's going to be underpriced. Right, exactly. Yeah, at thirteen million a year, you know that's the that's the price of an average pitcher. Right. And with with the it, pitching in a better, I think a more pitcher friendly ballpark than Chavez, and uh, with that offense behind him, he's got a chance to win fifteen games. Yeah, I, I think so. Think. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it seems like it seems like a good fit. Personally, I wish Gratterall was still here because I just wanted to see what 102 looked like coming right. out of the bullpen every other right. day, you know. And I thought the, the Twins have some other nice pieces in that bullpen behind Taylor Rogers. You've got veterans in um, Tyler Clippard and Soldier Romo, and you got the young fire, uh, heart throwers, or at least the 95 plus guys in Tyler Duffy and Trevor May. You got Zach Littell, who uh, made some tr- strides last year, I thought, and you put. Um, you put Romero in the middle of that, you know, and you, you got a you got a, a bullpen with some thump, and it's still a good pin without him, and it still could be in a, a way above average bullpen, especially if someone like like Fernando Romero gets his mechanics straightened out, sure. so he can throw the same pitch twice. <laughs> then I think he could be a weapon because he throws ninety seven. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be, and I think also uh, also. Uh, Mike, that yeah. it's probably easier at the trade deadline to deal for bullpen help than it is to find like a a, sure. a, a class starter. You just don't know mm-hmm. how the starting pitcher market is going to go from year to year. Yeah, you know, will the Rockies give up and trade Jonathan Gray? Right. You know, uh, you, you you have to wait and sure, but you are you are certain that there's going to be good relievers that can help a bullpen around usually at the trade deadline. I wonder if that right. played in the Twins thinking too. Let's get the starter now, and if we even have to add to the bullpen, we can figure out a way later. Is this enough? In the starting rotation, I feel like they've got a lot of options now. Um, the, the the thing that gets I, I I like the trade on balance, and I even don't mind kind of the second iteration of it. I'm not you know I'm not going to begrudge an organization for getting back ten million dollars if that helps kind of offset this you know the incoming right. the incoming salary and some of the other things they're going to be facing this year with you know increased payroll and whatnot. But you know is do you do you think that they project him higher than than what he has shown already? Because otherwise, it kind of feels like they still don't have like that bona fide number one. Or if they got back to the postseason, I don't feel like their rotation would line up favorably with you know some of the other better teams. Still, I, I think the I think the, the rotation almost I don't want to say guarantees, but I think it makes them. The favorite in the division, and I think uh, I'm safe to predict 98 wins right now, wow. based on this pitcher staff and what the offense can bring. Yeah, but as far as getting in the postseason and making a run, you just don't know because that game one is going to be Garrett Cole in a mismatch against whoever the Twins throw out there. Yep, and then from that point on, you're scrambling. Right. So, um, 
you know, Maida has held right-handed hitters to 199 average, I think, over the last two seasons, I want yeah. to say. Yeah. And uh, the Yankees are a right-handed hitting team. I don't want to get in the October matchups in February. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I, I, I think there was a method to the Twins' madness here. Yeah. Um, and not too, many pitchers, not too many teams have the Garrett Cole types. I think last, no. last postseason was rather fascinating in that you had the, the the Astros and the Nationals loaded with with ace talent on both right. rotations. That's a good point. And, and I don't I don't know how often that really happens. You know, sure. so um, who knows? Uh, don't know what path. You know, each season stands on its own, and you don't know what path the season's going to take. Yeah, we don't know who's going to be injured. You don't know who's going to. And there's times like I'll argue like the year Rick, Rick Porcello won the Cy Young Award. There's times where a number two pitcher can pitch like an ace. Sure. You never know if Barrios has a right. year like that, or Odorizzi has yep. a year like that. There's rumors that Odorizzi has found another couple miles an hour in his fastball hmm. during off-season workouts. So okay. i got to see this to believe it. Well, that means he's throwing 97. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and uh, that could uh, elevate his game as well. You just don't know until this stuff starts, and you have to be prepared to uh, to make adjustments. And I do think, too, I, mean, I don't want to discount Rich Hill in all this, too, because I, I know he we got to wait, you know, half a year at least on this. But when he's healthy, he pitches as close to a number one as anybody on this staff right now. Well, he's intriguing on a number of reasons. Uh, but I will say this. He is the consummate five-and-fly guy. He's five innings. Right. Get him the hell out of there, you know. But if they're five so really good ones, I mean, that's, that's you know, that, that plays in the postseason. He's also a guy who has reinvented himself as he's gone along. And he had been a guy who made, took many, many years to kind of figure things out. And the second half of his career, I, it's safe to say, has been a little more uh, productive than the first half. And so, uh, and, you know, talking to him briefly at Twins Fest, he looks like a very – uh, sounds like a very sounded like a very uh, intelligent, reasonable, rather erudite person uh, uh, who who knows who's learned his ways and has figured out a way to be effective in this game. Uh, the other interesting thing is that he had that that non uh, non violent Tommy John surgery right. uh, that that's supposed to allow him to come back quicker, and that's kind of a new hmm. procedure. It's only been around like the last handful of years, and he's one of a, I don't think they've hit double digits yet with the number. Okay. Of pitchers who have tried attempted to have that surgery, so uh-huh. it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back from that. So, um, Rich, Rich Hill is a vet, rather interesting person for a number of reasons. This rotation, I mean, what, back half of the year is going to be kind of there's going to be a lot of arms out there because we were talking about already Odorizzi, Barrios, Maida, and then you know if Rich Hill gets healthy, you still got Homer Bailey. We're not figuring about Michael Pineda once his suspension clears. I mean, they're you know, and then you still are talking about. Randy Dobnek, you know, the guys that were the in-house candidates. There's there's not going to be a shortage of arms to start games once you get to July and August, I would imagine. Right, unless you get to a six-man rotation, someone's going to be pissed off down the stretch as the Twins, you know. Yeah, you know, hope, these, uh, these, these uh, things tend to, sort, the, they tend to sort themselves out, too. You know, yes, someone, someone, exactly someone right. pitches someone, themselves someone out or out. someone gets hurt or something like, Something happens. So you'd, 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 rather have, you'd rather have more depth than you need, but, uh, yeah, it, it does – Seem like they are stockpiling uh, a lot of options. At least I'm just not sure any of them are great. I think plenty of them are above average, but I don't know if any of them are great. So that's still a question for me going into the year. And I saw I, I, based on myself from Smelter and, and Dominic last year. I think those guys can end up being capable back in rotation guys. But right. It's kind of it's kind of tough to get established. When a team's trying to repeat as a division champion, right? Uh, Dab- Dobnek throws ninety three, and he's got a little movement, he's got right. stuff. And Smelter, 
what he lacks and stuff, he makes up for in competitiveness. I think he, he's a little fearless out there. And he goes after hitters, and for the most part, he's been successful. Um, right. I don't know how he can maintain that, but those those guys are interesting to me, uh, especially Dobnak. I think Dobnak, yeah, Dobnak has potential of being a, a decent starter in, in the majors. I just don't think he should have started Game Two in Yankee Stadium. No. <laughs> was, I mean, it was, it was just, they were out of options at a certain point. I mean, they could have. Well, Odorizzi should have started one of those two games. Looking back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty, and Rocco, you know, coming out of his first postseason, you know, probably ponder this a little bit too, but there's no way you keep Odorizzi on the side in, in the first two games of the series. I know it's in Yankee Stadium, but uh, he's probably your second best starting pitcher, and you got to throw your best and then and then go from there. If if the option is putting Dobnek on on Yankee Stadium turf, I put Dobnek in Target Field in Game Three. I still like the way they handled it. I just didn't think it worked, but uh, that's you know that, that's neither here nor there. Really quick before before we go, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting in a couple days. What what else are you looking for out of spring training? Because I feel like there's not a lot of at least positional battles right now. This this it's a kind of an un, unfamiliar feeling for a Twins camp where a lot of the spots seem to be kind of already accounted for in, in, unless there's injuries or things of that nature? Well, it's not a lot, especially for the position side. I think, there, thank heavens, there's a 26 man this year. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be four bench players, and I think three of those spots are already taken. you got Marwin, uh, Jake Cave, and the backup catcher, Alex Avila. You know, yeah. So that leaves, well, wait a minute, I'm missing someone. Uh, hold on here. Oh, I'm sorry, take that back. It's, uh, it's Marwin. Alex Avila and A Ray Adrianza. I yeah. think those are the three locks. I think Cave and Williams are going to be battling for the last spot um, on that bench. And because um, because they have uh, because they have Marwin who can go in the outfield, right? You know that 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 may not be a lock that Cave makes this team. You know, sure. So and and Rocco really loves the. The chemistry that Williams Acidio provides in the dugout sure. and, and off the field. So I think I'm sure he's going to keep that in mind. But Williams is still going to have to hit a little bit to prove that sure. he can contribute off the bench. But uh, as far as the pitching staff is concerned, you got a battle rail for the last spot in rotation yeah. uh, between Smeltzer, Dominic, and Thorpe, and possibly right. Hulis Shashin if, uh, oh, sure. if he could fix his problems. At least to and start, at least the, to start the year, right? Because you know you yeah, got still yeah, got Pineda exactly. suspended and, and Hill right. to come back, Hill yeah. Recovering, and then the bullpen. You know, you got a lot of the guys are in place. I think I named five or six guys. Yeah, they're going to have room for eight to go. Yeah, eight. So will Fernando Romero finally get things figured out and help the bullpen because they can definitely use them. Who can between whoever doesn't win the spot in the rotation? Can they prove they can help out of the bullpen? You know, uh, is there someone else that we're not counting from that's going to Cody Stashak? Can he sure. stick around again last year? I just saw a guy who has a lot of command but not a lot of stuff, and I think that's going to be problematic on the major league level. But we'll see. Maybe he can prove me wrong. So, but you're right. I just talked about the 25th and the 26th spots yeah. in this roster. There are basically but spots 22 through 26 that are available. There's no starting or no key job up for grabs in camp. So basically. We, we, we the Twins fans are hoping that everybody stays healthy and uh, and there's not too much drama in camp this year. Speaking of drama, I'll leave you with this final thought. Any worry that the Dodgers will now get a look at Gratterall's medicals and now and then not like the and then not like it or is, are we past well, that? I think we're past that. Okay, the Dodgers good. are 
already been okay with the medicals. Okay, good. Uh, Judd, let's not forget they've had a they've had a few days to look at them. I here. suppose. <laughs> this, I suppose. This drama, has, <laughs> this drama has dragged on. Yeah. So uh, I just hope they find it. They find the one minor league kid. This was sent to the Twins, and so we can make this thing official, so we can move forward. Move so. forward and start camp. All right, man. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We'll be doing a bunch of these uh, from from spring training, probably two, three a week at least. So please uh, check back for uh, you know StarTribune.com and uh, whatever uh, whatever your streaming devices, whatever where however you get your podcast. Please listen to the Twins Insider Podcast. Thanks, Lavelle. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. So long.